Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. going to look alike in about 40 years. The physical attributes fade. They're corruptible, but there is an incorruptible beauty that never diminishes. In fact, it goes the other way. Outwardly, you're wasting away. Inwardly, some of you know the scripture, being renewed day by day. God said to me, look for the woman in whom you can see the beginnings, that inner beauty, quiet, serene spirit, the gentle spirit which is very precious in the eyes of God. What qualities are we to look for in a spouse? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us through the book of 1 Peter that we're to focus our attention toward the inward qualities of a person. Inward qualities last and continue to be refined over time. Look for the incorruptible beauty that will last. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 3 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 2 of today's message. No matter what I do, it's not enough. No matter what I do, it's not right. No matter what I do, and I can't tell you how often I hear that refrain, no matter what I do. And so you know what we do as men? We shift our focus to realistic goals. That's what we do. Okay, that's not working, so I'm going to... And we redirect our... I'm not talking about an affair. I'm not talking about another woman. What I'm talking about is if he concludes he can't please you, then he simply shifts his focus to football because she's not going to shut up no matter what I do, so I'll just turn the game up. Listen, let let me illustrate this a completely different way, ladies. When I was a young guy, okay, I came to the conclusion that no matter what I did as far as my schoolwork, my parents were not going to be pleased. I was probably going to get punished at report card time. And I was stressing myself out about the schoolwork and the homework and the, trying to figure it out and get, you know, and, and I was getting punished at report card time. My little sister got all A's every time, right? Listen to me carefully, ladies. In the fourth grade, fourth grade, I gave up. I was nine years old. And I'm like, this ain't working. This is an unattainable goal. I get punished at report card time. So why am I stressing out every day? I'll just take it on the chin at report card time and the rest of the time I can have fun. And I did. I never did homework after the fourth grade. I mean, it had to be, you know, it's one of those 25% of your grade or whatever. Why? Well, because no matter what I did, it wasn't enough. I could get, you know, all A's, and, but I always, always, always struggled with the math. You know, once I hit pre-algebra, it was like, it's over. D's and F's, you know, so I was going to be punished at report card time. Long division gave me a fit in the third grade. That's when it started because I didn't understand it. Nobody was really explaining it to me. I didn't get it because, you know, when I, was in the, when I was in the third grade, we used that little, you know, for long division, you had that little thing, you know. I'm like, what's that? That's not math. What's that? What's that for? Well, I got to do that that way, you know, and, and the whole formula thing. And then, 
equations. And I'm like, why? And I was just, I get the two plus two stuff, but when you start doing abstract, I don't, I don't understand. How is that relevant to anything? Now, listen to me. Listen to me. In the fourth grade, you know what I did? Well, actually, in the third grade, like I said, that's where it started, really. The third grade, I became a pilot up here. My desk became an airplane. And I can still see my runway because my third grade classroom was all the way at the far end of the hallway. And so I, my runway was the hallway down the school and out the, the doors on the end of the building. And, and I can still see from that bird's eye view the neighborhood around that elementary school. And you understand? Imagination is a powerful thing. I wrote off that unattainable goal and I became a pilot. And I zoned out Mrs. Holt. And I, I zoned out the fourth grade teacher so much I don't even remember her name. Fifth grade, I remember. Sixth grade, I remember. Seventh grade, I remember. Fourth grade, I checked out. Ladies, your words are powerful. They will drive him away, but they will not change him. They will not change him. Your words will not change him. But your Father in heaven will change him if you will cooperate with him with your conduct. What should you be focused on? Verse 3, ladies, we're still with you here. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. This is what gave my daughter Serenity her name because this is what the Lord showed me. That outward beauty, it's going to fade. It always changes. It always fades. What you need to be focused on and looking for is the inner beauty, a serene spirit. That's the way it registered with me when I read that passage, a serene spirit. So we named our daughter Serenity. Look for a woman with a serene spirit because it's only going to grow more beautiful with time. See, God didn't have to tell me to look for the physical beauty. He didn't have to tell me that. I mean, we men just kind of do that naturally, right? That's a, the first thing is, is what we see with our eyes. The Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And what God is telling us here is learn from me, guys. Don't just look at the outward appearance. Look at the heart. That's actually why God said that to Samuel the prophet. Don't just look at the outward. Look at the heart as well. Physical beauty will eventually diminish. This was something that Elizabeth and I wrestled with when we first got married, or actually when we were, before we married, you know, my primary ministry focus, I led a ministry, it was, it was an outreach ministry into the fashion community, and every week I led a, like a Bible study outreach group for a, a bunch of young, beautiful fashion models. And do you understand that? That made my girlfriend a little bit insecure, I mean, she was a little weirded out by that. Now she's going to, we were both in youth with a mission and she's headed off to spend a month in Romania knowing that I'm back here surrounded by all these beautiful Christian girls. And then, you know, we got married and that continued. And she and I had to have more than one conversation. I said, you know, and I used to tell this to these young models. In 40 years, we're all going to look alike. In 40 years, you'll all look alike. Maybe different colors, right? A little different shades, Little different heights, little different sizes, but you're going to look, basically, you're all going to look alike in about 40 years. The physical attributes fade. They're corruptible, but there is an incorruptible beauty that never diminishes. In fact, it goes the other way. Outwardly, you're wasting away. Inwardly, some of you know the scripture, being renewed 
day by day. God said to me, look for the woman in whom you can see the beginnings, the, the, that inner beauty, quiet, serene spirit, the gentle spirit, the, which is very precious in the eyes of God. Recently, I, you know, I had somebody tell me how her husband told her he was sick, you know, she should just go without him to this event. And, and, and she was clearly kind of baffled. He didn't understand it. I would only have an hour to get ready. Ladies, we are clueless about it taking an hour to get ready or two hours to get ready. We don't get, do you understand? It's like, I, I, all I had to figure out this morning is, do I really need to shave my head before? <laughs> Throw it on and out the door, right? I mean, for us guys, it's more like, no, I'm good. And so <laughs> out we go, you ladies, right? As long as I don't stink, I'm, I'm all right, I'm good. And that's the way most of us as men, that's kind of it. You know, we're not, and, and the idea that you need to spend hour and a half, two hours doing your hair and getting ready, most of us as men can't comprehend that. But see, here's what the, here's what the Lord Jesus is telling you. Please listen. Because we, as, we guys, we don't want you to stop that. You understand? We don't want you to, we're not asking you to stop getting dolled up. That's not the point. That's not his point either. He said, do not let your adornment be merely outward. What Jesus is saying is if it, if it takes two hours to get your physical self properly adorable, then you'd be wise to give at least the same amount of time, energy, and attention to that which is inside and will never fade, right? Invest that kind of time and energy and attention into something that's going to have a bigger payoff. Last forever. It'll grow. It'll increase with time. You see this? My wife, man, God bless her. I'm so grateful. Every morning, she gets, she works out. She, you know, and she's so excited right now because she found this new workout thing that only takes 11 minutes. <laughs> she's excited. And she's telling me she could hardly walk. Don't, don't, this is, don't tell her I told you this, all right? I'm kidding. But the second day, she did this. The second day, she could hardly walk. And she was baffled, but she's like, because it, it really was. It was only 11 minutes. I can't believe. Um, and she, she started getting a little bit nervous. And I laughed. I said, honey, you just, you know, they're targeting a different muscle group than you were targeting with the other workout routine. That's all. You know, you'll work through it. It's fine. And she's laughing. She's loving this workout routine. But I love her priorities. She works out every day. She wants to be absolutely certain that she stays physically in decent shape, right? We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again, but in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 